This morning, we have a guest joining us here by phone, talking with Matt Wilbur this morning. He is a member of the group Touch of Grey, who will be performing at the Wilson Performing Arts Center in Red Oak coming up on Saturday night, February 24th. Matt, thanks for the time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it so much. Hey, talk a little bit about Touch of Grey. I think I have a general idea of what this is about, but uh, tell us about the group. Sure. So Touch of Grey, we're uh, sort of a Grateful Dead. I hesitate to say tribute. Uh, act because, A, we don't really dress up in costumes, and we don't just do Grateful Dead music. It's going to be a lot of uh, classic rock, Woodstock-era stuff. Um, you know, we do play quite a bit of Grateful Dead music as well, but we'll do some Everly Brothers. We'll do, I think we might even have a little Elton John, uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Uh, so sort of, uh, you know, music of the 60s and 70s is mostly um, our vibe. So it's for folks who have a touch of gray in their hair, we're going to enjoy this. That's well, that was sort of the irony. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, you know, we're we're a band that spans uh, from our 30s to our early 70s. So, I mean, it's you know, we've got a pretty good, but every one of us has got more than a touch of gray. I think uh, you know, in our uh, beards as well. So, um, you know, a little play on words. Touch of gray was the uh, one top 10 hit that the Grateful Dead ever had back in 1987. Uh, shot like a bullet all the way up to number nine. But uh, so it's a little bit of a play on our age, a little bit of play on the Grateful Dead music. It works. It works. Very good. Hey, talk a little bit about the group. How'd you guys get together? So um, John Shirley um, is uh, our guitar player. John and I played uh, together at church uh, in Carson uh, for uh, quite a few years together. And John's been in a lot of bands. He's in the Iowa Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, just a great guitar player, and it was sort of after one of our, you know, church service uh, times we were playing. I just told him I had sort of a wild hair to, uh, um, you know, to to maybe put together a group that uh, that did some, you know, Grateful Dead music. And um, you know, I went to law school out in uh, California. I got to, you know, see the Grateful Dead there. Um, John had seen him, I know, back in the '60s in Omaha, and so you know he ultimately, you know, we just sat down the two of us and, uh, and you know, sort of, you know, kind of put the idea of the group together, and uh, ultimately ended up uh, recruiting into Val Johnson, who was originally from Council Bluffs, now lives in Omaha. Um, been through a couple of different bass players and drummers, but now we've got uh, Josh Mason uh, from Omaha as our drummer, and Sandy Steckman is our bass player, um, also from Omaha. So we're mostly a metro band. Um, even though John lives in uh, outside Henderson, um, Iowa, so um, you know, and I'm still here in Council Bluffs. Very good. Uh, w- talk about your love of music. Where did that come from? You know, uh, that's a tough one. I've been I've been involved in in music really. You know, I mean, I think every one of us in this band have been our whole lives. I, mean, I remember singing in you know choir. Um, I helped put myself through law school in California as a singing waiter. Um, I've you know I did. You know, I'll put myself through college on a choir scholarship at Graceland uh, down in Lamoni. So, um, you know, music has just always been something that's been very important to me. Um, I think uh, I think we all, um, you know, all of us have uh, have sort of a, you know, I, I think a little bit of a musical gene. Some of us uh, develop it better maybe than others. Um, but I just think music for me is very cathartic. It's very peaceful. Um, it's just, uh, it's just a way for me to sort of let the day's stress go away and, uh, and just enjoy hopefully making people smile. It seems like everyone who ever picks up an instrument at some point thinks about a garage band or some such, but, uh, is that something you ever thought about at this time of your life? No, not at all. I mean, I'm you know, well into my fifties at this point. Uh, we've been in the band, I guess I was under 50 when the band started five years ago, but, um, this is really the first band band I've ever been in. I mean, I've been around music. 
but it was usually, you know, church or choirs or those types of things. I mean, several of the guys that I play with, they've been in bands for decades. They've, you know, toured all over the place and, uh, and been playing rock and roll for a long time. This is really, um, you know, I mean, when, when the band got together, John said, I'll paraphrase a little bit, but John really said, I have two rules for bands. Take care of your own stuff and don't be a jerk. Um, and I'm like, you know, those are actually great rules for life, not just for a band, right? And so um, I think we're a band that likes to have fun. I think one of the reasons we've become maybe as popular as we are, people can see that we truly just enjoy being around each other, making music, you know, playing. We're trying to keep some music alive that, you know, as you know, all of us are sort of aging out. I hate to say that, but, uh, you know, um, I think this was some of the best music that was ever played. And, uh, and so we really try our best uh, to just sort of introduce, um, you know, new generations to this music and then also to just keep it alive for, uh, you know, those of us that enjoyed it growing up. Yeah, well, and for those who understand, uh, I assume you all have day jobs, too. So, uh, you know, it's difficult enough to be able to find the time to squeeze in some rehearsals and practices and things because you just don't show up on game night and just start playing. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we've got, I mean, this is going to be a shorter, we usually play four-hour shows. And so this is going to be about two hours, I think, you know, um, with an intermission in the middle. So, you know, for us, it gets to be tough is just song selection uh, because, you know, we've got over 100 songs in our, you know, sort of our songbook. And, you know, when you got to cut it down to about 20, um, you know, we're really trying to make sure that we've got a good mix where we're introducing people to some of the more popular Grateful Dead songs that were out there, but also making sure for people that, you know, that might not be, you know, their vibe, exactly what they want. We want to make sure that we've got a good mix of other classic rock, you know, in there as well. So I think we'll play some Jackson Brown. Um, I think we've got some Traffic. Uh, we've got some Joe Cocker. I mean, I think, you know, we're, you know, trying to put together a, you know, kind of a nice mix um, you know, for this uh, show as well. Um, so hopefully everybody that can come out and, uh, and see us on the 24th, will, everybody will find something to like. Matt, you're doing a lot of songs that people will recognize, of course. So do you try to replicate them as close as possible, or do you put your own spin on it? Yeah, I would say, I mean, some of the songs we play pretty close uh, to the way they were. Um, we put a lot of our own spin, especially on the Grateful Dead music. I mean, I'm all, all I do is sing. I'm the lead singer, and I don't play. They let me touch a tambourine, and that's about it, <laughs> right? So, I mean, you know, Grateful Dead were sort of known for a lot of their music being like 20-minute jams. And if you've got a lead singer that has nothing to do but have a tambourine in his hand, that gets pretty boring pretty quick. <laughs> and so we don't really do that. You know, I'd say if there's anything we really put our own spin on, it's probably more of the Grateful Dead music. Um, that I think we tend to make a lot shorter. Um, you know, we've got some solos, but not a lot of extended jamming. I wouldn't call us a jam band. I would really consider us a rock band that just happens to play some jam band type music. You know, you touched on it earlier. You mentioned you went to law school. And uh, for those who uh, don't know, you have a day job in the legal profession. Are you breaking some stereotypes? Do people kind of look at up on stage and think, <laughs> wow, that's not the math that I know? Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm the county attorney in Council Bluffs, right? So I've been doing that job over 20 years. And I would say I definitely have had some people look at me and say, wow, a prosecutor that is, uh, you know, singing Grateful Dead music, you know, what's up with that? And I always tell people, you know, you don't have to necessarily buy into the drug culture to uh, to buy into the music. Uh, you know, the Grateful Dead, um, you know, the music was is very loving. It's uh, It's weird. I mean, you've got some interesting chords. It's complex. Uh, some of the, you know, some, there's one song we do, it's in 10-4 time. I mean, it's not, you know, just like you've got a bunch of stoner hippies out there just sort of, you know, messing around. <laughs> right. There was some of that for sure. 
Right. But, um, you know, for me, um, I got into listening to the Grateful Dead in college. Uh, I had the lucky enough to see him live, uh, you know, out in California when I was going to law school. And it's just an era. I mean, I always loved the 60s and 70s music anyway. And just sort of, uh, you know, getting to be kind of part of that, uh, you know, that group, I have found um, it's, yeah, it's definitely not maybe some a typical hobby that you would expect for somebody with my, with my day job. <laughs> but um, it sort of helps keep me sane. I see a lot of bad stuff on a daily basis. I'm actually going to be trying a murder case here, and I'll probably just finish it up earlier that week, and then we'll be going down and doing, you know, making music after that. So um, it's just sort of a way to help, I think, keep me um, keep me centered. Well, we all need that escape. Whether we're performing or enjoying the performance, we all need that opportunity. What do you hope that uh, folks come away from the show with, Matt? Do you uh, do you get feedback from folks? No, absolutely. I mean, I think you know, number one, our goal is that you know we want you're never going to please everyone. Uh, but I really do hope that everyone that comes to our show leaves and, and just had a good time. You know, we want them to leave with smiles on their face. And so I'm hoping that they have that. And, you know, if I have a secondary goal, it's that we would like to introduce people that are not maybe familiar with Grateful Dead music uh, to hear that, you know, because I think you've got a band that was pretty active from 65 to 95. And I mean, they had a lot of songs that they wrote themselves. They covered a lot of songs. They they were on the same stage with a lot of very classic, you know, rock artists over that period of time. And so, even if we're not playing Grateful Dead music, most of our um, songs that we play have some connection to the Grateful Dead, or at least the Grateful Dead family. We'll tell some stories, um, hopefully make people laugh a little bit. Um, but uh, you know, we really just hope that people come away with a sense that um, their time and their money was well spent. You bet. Well, on these type of venues, too, like the Wilson, you get a chance to look people in the eye. You get a chance to interact with the audience. And those are, we love, though. I mean, we've played bigger events where we're farther away. We played Boomstock in Omaha, which is at Stinson Park over in Exarban Village. It's a big, you know, you got several thousand people. They're all outside. And it's very tough to emotionally connect, you know, with the audience because they're just so far away um, or it's just sort of a sea of faces. And honestly, I mean, we play, you know, we'll play dive bars. <laughs> we've played some pretty nice venues, you know, as well. This is a new one for us. I mean, we've played like Davies Amphitheater in Glenwood. It's a great place to play as well. And I think, you know, you'll get, you know, a little closer to people and still be sort of a big stage. Um, this is really, we're very excited uh, to get a chance to play at the, at the Wilson Performing Arts Center because it's definitely going to be probably the nicest place we've ever played. Um, and so I think we're very excited about um, just being on like a really, like a professional stage with professional sound, professional lights, um, and, um, and really putting together a show, not just playing like a bar gig, which we've done plenty of those, but, um, you know, but really getting a chance to actually put on a show I think we're very much looking forward to it. Saturday, February 24th, 7.30 p.m. is showtime. You can get your tickets online, wilsonartscenter.org, or you can go on uh, the telephone and give them a shout, 712-623-3183. Uh, give them a call over there at Red Oak or stop online there to find those tickets. $10 for students and $20 for adults. The band is Touch of Grey. You get to hear live classic rock music. Not always uh, the case these days. A lot of those guys are gone, so enjoy it when you have an opportunity here close to home. Matt Wilbur joined us here this morning talking a little bit about the performance. Matt, thank you so much for the time. Appreciate it. Have a great show. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate it.